Hey guys, welcome to episode 23 of the North Bros Outdoors podcast. I'm going to be your host on this episode, Nick Beto, and I am joined here in the mobile studio, if you will, with a first-time guest on the show, my uncle, Jake Beto. How's it going, everybody? So, Jake, why don't you, since none of these people know who you are, why don't you uh, tell them but carefully tell them what you want them to know about you and who you are and what you do. And Well, I'm Jacob. Um, I am at Nicholas's uncle. I work for Gray Bar Electric. I have been uh, hunting for since about 2001, uh, bow hunting. Got into it uh, many years ago with a good friend from high school and never looked back. I hunt everything from uh, muzzleloader, bow to gun for deer. And starting to dab into a little bit of uh, antelope hunting uh, with one of my buddies a couple of years ago during the uh, 2020 season. Uh, unsuccessful. But I uh, do a little bit of uh, pheasant hunting, and that's about it. I do a lot of it of, a lot of deer. A lot of deer is what my, uh, my main things are. So there we go. Now Jake is officially a, a team member on North Bros Outdoors. I've given him his third sticker because he's lost the other two that i've given him so hopefully you don't lose this one that's what happens when you have kids <laughs> yeah we're sitting out here in jake's garage um and he's got a pretty pretty good selection of deer out here is this like the like the teaser for when you go into your living room or what it, you... it, this is yes this is the teaser for when you go into living this is where it began and then i've got my living room where it uh, is now and then uh if you ever have heard of tom miranda uh have you ever seen his uh, house in florida that's where I would like to be someday. You want to move to Florida? Uh, no, I would like to be uh, his house, the way his house, oh, his, his setup. Say, do they even have whitetails in Florida? <laughs> they actually do. It's a different subspecies, yes. So you'd go down there and hunt yeah, whitetails. Maybe, maybe someday. You'd vacation up here <laughs> yes. to, to where where it's cold. and. No, know. no, no, no. I couldn't do that. Too many, <laughs> not, not enough whitetails. Speaking of cold, the weather has been... I think I when I left my house this morning, it was like nine degrees outside. It was when I I go to work at four thirty every morning, and when I went to work, it was very chilly this morning. I want to say it was about that ten degrees. And we're getting right into the heart of bow hunting season. Uh, Jared was unable to make it down tonight, but he uh, killed one on Saturday morning. So we'll get that story when he can make it down. Jacob gets married on not not Jake, the one that's on the podcast, but my co-host. Jacob Enixon gets married on Saturday, so he's got some prior engagements. And you, do you have any advice for him? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yep. So J- Jake, Jacob, Jake gave you the pass to to be gone tonight. He understands. But yeah, so it's just me and Jake down here tonight, like we said before. Uh, so with saying that Jared killed on Saturday, and that's all we're going to say. We're not going to talk anymore about that. we got a cool video that's going to be coming out. Um, but other than that, uh, why don't you recap what you have done so far this bow season and what you are going to do as far as if you have any trips planned or where you're going to be hunting, all, the, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, a tough season so far for me. Um, normally, I'm seeing a lot more deer than what it already has been, but with the weather crops got in late this year uh definitely been tough uh for that purposes uh the weather hasn't also helped either it's been really really warm we had a late fall um harvest right now is 
really just getting underway. We got our beats off finally. But for me, it's been really, really quiet. Um, I'm usually seeing a lot more deer, having a lot more activity, but I think uh, with the way the weather is and the, the fall harvest definitely has put an impact on my hunting areas that I go to. Um, you had another uh, uh, little twist thrown into your hunt on on Saturday evening that I have never had happen to me. I'm sure there are guys out there that have had it happen, but but what, what happened on Saturday? Uh, I was in my stand, and I do hunt. Uh, the property I'm on is basically a farmstead where people do live, um, and the, uh, the owner of the farm has uh, grandkids, and they were out playing in the woods, had no idea where I was at, and happened to be walking down in the woods and came up right below me. And I heard the the kids talking, and they said, uh, I know there's a deer stand around here, and they were looking around, and I leaned over my deer stand and said, boo, and they uh, screamed pretty loud and uh, took off and ran. <laughs> That's funny. It was, it was pretty funny. You know, that definitely ruined my hunt for the evening. So did you um, see them coming from a ways out, or did, did you hear twigs snapping and got all excited? Uh, no, I, I, I heard the voices, and I heard branches snapping. And so I thought maybe they were kicking the deer towards me, which they were not. It was them breaking branches. They were all playing in the woods, having a good time. Can't fault them for it. But yeah, at least they're out playing in the woods and they're not sitting inside on their parents' phone or iPad or, yeah. or something. I mean, that sucks that your hunt was blown out. It was a it was a good day on Saturday. Good day to be out. It was a gorgeous day, yeah. But yeah, for that purpose, it was definitely not... Uh, the the best hunting scenario that I've had, and I've I've been hunting this property uh, most of my career of hunting. Um, I think pretty positive that's one of the very first farms that I ever got permission on, and I've been there ever since. So, and I've been hunting since two thousand one. So, two thousand one. We're gonna get into that after we get our just our updates done. Uh, how many sits have you been on this year so far? Three in Minnesota and three in North Dakota. Okay, I think I've been out. Well, actually, let me grab my phone. I don't know where my phone's at. My phone's got my notes on it. Oh, it's probably my jacket pocket. Whatever. I got it all written down. I, I keep track of the uh, the temperature, the wind, the wind direction, the speed, and what I've seen. So I've been out, like I said, four or five times. Uh, I learned a valuable lesson when I was out this last week, and I think I was telling you about this over the phone, when I stood up, it was the end of shooting light. End of shooting light was at like 7.09 or somewhere around there. And I use a scent bomb, and I hang it up right underneath my right underneath my tree. And I got down, or I stood up, and I took my, I had my rangefinder wrapped around my neck, and I, I don't have one of the ones with the red backlight on it. Mine's just black. And when it gets that dark out, you can't really see it. So it's getting dark, and I'm putting it away. And then in my my pocket on my bino harness that my rangefinder goes in, my release also goes in there. And I didn't see anything. You know, like I said, it's it's like 7.07, 7.06, something like that. And shooting light's done at like 7.10, something like that. And I end up taking my release off my bow, and I put it in that pocket, and I zip it up. And then, since I had my release out, I took the arrow out of the bow, put it in the quiver, and left it hanging up. Unclipped out of the tree, climbed down a couple steps, grabbed my scent bomb, 
put it in my harness and then I get back up to the top and clip my safety harness back into the tree and I hear twigs snapping and I'm like okay this is cool and I'm facing my tree while this is happening so I'm like I'm like leaning to the left leaning to the right trying to look around this tree but not make too much noise and finally I see these this this doe and a and a yearling or a older a younger deer but not not a fawn you know a little bit a little bit older than a fawn and they both came out and they ended up going it would have been to my left when I'm sitting in my stand and they ended up just passing by so then I stood back up and I took my bow off my harness or the the hanger that's on the tree and I set that down on the chair in front of me and I reached my hand up to unscrew my bow hanger and I get a notification on my cell cam which is directly behind me and I thought maybe I was close enough to set it off myself that is not the case I on my watch when I get a notification it actually shows me the picture and there's a doe just kind of standing there looking around eating grass just hanging out so then I slowly hang the bow back up again turn around and sit down and she ended up getting out of there two or three minutes after that so then I stand back up when that's done and start putting my stuff away again and I heard twigs snapping again and by this time it's well past shooting light it's dark out I, I'm struggling I almost have to turn my headlamp on to pack my stuff up and by that time I didn't even want to wait anymore so I just put my stuff away and climbed down and got out of there so I don't know yeah learned a lesson yeah when you told me that one I was like yep that's definitely a a rookie mistake on there but you'll never do that again I bet no no I will not and I'm I'm just happy that it it wasn't a buck that came in I, I I would probably be would have been a lot more upset had it and it was a Sunday night so I mean I'm not wasn't too too excited about the thought of shooting one on a Sunday night and then yeah. having to go track it and get up and go to work the next morning you ever had anything similar to that where you've been busted packing your stuff up or anything like that I have um, I've been I, I use what you call ozonics uh, definitely believe in that uh, scent control is huge for me and I was taking my ozonics down and it was really close to basically almost completely black so same thing you were getting close to the end of shooting light you hadn't seen anything done yeah and i was ready to call it call her a night and as i was doing that i turned around and yeah there was after i got all done there was a deer standing right below me so thank gosh it wasn't a buck otherwise yeah that would have been uh, a rude awakening turning around and having a, a good a good four by four standing there a five by five just staring up there staring at me so yeah, they can. It's good. like that one that that I got a, a, a camera pic or a cell cam picture of when I was sitting in my stand. I didn't even hear her come in. She just snuck around the trees, and and I'm sure the you know the ground was starting to get dewy and stuff. So I'm sure uh, yeah, the ground's really dewy, so you ain't gonna hear anything. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, the way she came in, I I no idea she was even there. I don't well, and our foliage haven't really even dropped yet. We all of our trees are still filled with a lot of leaves, so. Yeah, I got a feeling that's going to change pretty drastically here. When they start to fall, they're all going to fall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's going to be a big difference. So that's that's kind of my update. That's where I stand now. Uh, got that wedding coming up this weekend, so I'll be unable to hunt. But I saw the I saw the uh, the weather forecast for Saturday, and it looks like it's going to be like, yeah, you just did the motorcycle riding symbol to me. <laughs> you. Oh, yeah, I'll be riding motorcycle instead of hunting this weekend after this weather. So, yeah, Jake just bought a brand new 
it a Harley? It, it is a Harley. I, yes. had to, I had to look over my shoulder. I'm not a motorcycle guy, so I had to, to verify that I wasn't going to say the wrong thing. Yes, it is a Harley. <laughs> I tried getting him to get a, a Razor, a Ranger or something, but he oh. said that's coming. Someday, yes. <laughs> so you kind of touched on it earlier. You said you've been hunt- bow hunting since 2001. 2001. So you want to just do a, a rough rundown? I know you have... Excuse me. You know you have a lot of uh, a lot of deer that you could get into specifics on, and I would like to do that as well. Um, but but why don't you kind of? We can both do it actually, and I'll go first because I don't have nearly as much. I I started hunting. This is my third season, so my first year hunting would have been 2019. And the reason that I got into it is actually because of you guys. You know, you, Jared, Justin. You know, all my uncles that bow hunt you guys have always kind of you guys have always kind of been i don't know pretty dang good at it in my opinion so i've always kind of looked up to it and thought it'd be fun oh thank you but it's it's just more of a a hobby for me um i I enjoy every aspect of it from the start of the season for cameras all the way up to the harvest of the animal and then one of my favorite things is at the end i love i love making my own meat i uh bought my own grinders i have my own suffers um if, if you would ever see my garage you would think that i'm crazy but i've got three deep freezes in my garage and they're full <laughs> i see one two where's the th- oh yeah there's the third one back in the corner you can't, there, there's so many you can't even line them all up <laughs> but yeah you like i said you guys are the reason that i got into bow hunting and i'm i'm loving it i mean just going out there and sitting in the woods by yourself it's it's there's very, nothing like it. No, and and it's one of those things where you you can't even really describe it until you do it. It's you know a lot of people have said it's better than a a good high. You know it, it's it's one of those things where it, it you when you're actually out there and you see the deer, the adrenaline that you get, and, and I know you've harvested a few deer now with your gun. One. One. One deer. One deer with your gun. And everybody makes fun of me because it looks like the scene out of Rambo. That thing was so bloody. And well, that's because I had to talk to you over the phone on that one. Yeah. yeah. I, that one was the last weekend of rifle season uh, 18 or 19. I don't remember exactly well, when it was. It was 22, so it would be 21. Did you have a tag last year? I didn't fill last year. You didn't fill last year. And I didn't year. fill the year before, but I got one the year before. So 2019. So yes. 19. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had, it was my first one. And I mean, I'm 25 years old, so there's probably some guys out there going, yeah, what a loser. But no, I was my first one and, and Jake, out, somewhere. Jake always said, he's like, you know, if, if you ever get into something or have a question, just call me. I'm always going to answer unless it's past eight o'clock, then I'll be sleeping. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I called him up and I'm like, well, actually, I, I called you when I saw him. I think you did. Because yes. he turned around and walked away and I was like. I was like, dude, I just called a buck in with my grunt call. Yes, you did. And Jake's like, well, did you shoot it? I'm like, well, no, he was, I mean, he was pretty little. He's like, you dumbass. Get off the phone with me, call him back in, and call me when he's on the ground. <laughs> and I did. Your very first deer, doesn't matter how big it is, doesn't matter what you do, as long as you get one down on the ground, that's all that matters. And that goes back to the, you know, if, if, if it makes you excited enough and gets your heart pumping, and, and, and nobody can tell you what a trophy is, and, and no size I mean, you've got one up there that's pretty dang close to what mine is. The the rack of that one is actually still sitting at my parents' house. I'm waiting for Papa Josh to tell me to get it out of there. He's going to throw <laughs> it away. I was actually going to do a Euro mount on him because he's my first one. 
and I didn't completely finish um, taking the skin and everything out of it. So I left it outside because it was cold, so it wouldn't rot. Well, then I still don't know if it was a coyote or a raccoon or a cat. Something got a hold of it, drug it out into the backyard, and destroy it. The, the only thing that was left intact was the skull cap with the antlers on it. <laughs> so I've still got that. But yeah, like I said, Jake helped me gut that or helped me gut that one out over the phone because I was actually out by myself and I was struggling because it was right at last shooting light. I had to drag him out about a hundred yards through the woods out to the road. And then my flashlight ended up dying. My phone ended up dying. And yeah, that, that whole process took probably 45 minutes from start to finish. But I finally got them and ended up getting like 40, 40 to 50 pounds of meat off of them. Correct me if I'm wrong. You wanted to drag the deer without it <laughs> field dressed. I did drag it. You did. It. That's right. You did drag I it. Did and drag I'm like, it. why didn't you field dress it in the field? <laughs> Dude, it was dark, dude. There was I don't know what was in those trees or those, you know. I remember that, yeah, because you wanted to you wanted to field dress it uh, at the road instead of in the middle of the field. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. That was a really fun experience, and and thanks again for for helping me gut that one out. I know when we had Jared's on Saturday, I had my phone because that's what I used to shoot the video that's going to be coming out. Uh, but Jake made a comment. He's like, yeah, Nick, make sure you record this so you know how to do it so you don't got to call me next time. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I've uh, field dressed uh, several deer um, over the over the phone. Um, my brothers, when we all first started hunting. Um, out, of, out of all three of you guys, so it, or well, four, I guess it's my dad, Josh, then Justin, Jake, and Jared. Out of you four, and Papa Josh is kind of the exception because we know he he doesn't like to hunt, and he likes to. How does he say it? He likes to hunt things that shoot back. Yeah, basically, he's, he's a he's a cop, so I guess it's kind of fitting. But out of you three, between you, Justin, and Jared, who who started? I did. You started first. I did. I started bow hunting first. Uh, actually, a recurve from your dad, <clears throat> uh, a Browning. Uh, recurve is does he, what I does he with. still have that he does actually that's the one that you gave to him a couple i gave years him ago? back yep because i ended up uh, moving to a compound and i um, don't think i'd ever go back to recurve maybe someday but um but yeah i started with that and then uh, justin and i we decided that we wanted to go together and that was in 2003 we got our first um gun tags and we went way up north uh with uh, justin's family oh so you actually started you actually started uh rifle hunting or bow hunting or rifle hunting first bow hunting so you started bow hunting before rifle hunting yep because i never had a gun <clears throat> that makes sense yep. so what what do you this is probably a really dumb question but which one do you like better for for between, weapon between rifle and bow if i'm around here i like my bow if i'm going out west i like my gun <laughs> and how you've been we're kind of getting into your overall hunting career because i've already like I said, I went first because I capped mm-hmm. mine off because I've only been going for three years. But you've been going for, what, you're going on 21 years now? Yeah. Would be. Yeah, going on 21 years, yeah. So, I mean, how many how many times have you been out west or where have you hunted? Or I've hunted North Dakota, Minnesota, and Montana. Uh, I was a Minnesota resident, and I'll tell all you guys and Gales, if you ever become a Minnesota resident, buy your lifetime license if you ever decide to leave. It's totally worth it. It pays for it in three years. 
it's the best purchase I've ever made. I have my gun tag and my bow tag. And so now after three years, I don't pay for a tag in Minnesota. And I walk right over the counter, I give them my uh, driver's license, and they give me my free tag. And that, that transferred to North Dakota? Because you live in North Dakota now. I do. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. And it was, when I was in Minnesota, I knew I was moving. I bought that lifetime license. That's kind of wild to think about. I mean, you, you lived over there. And you, like, I don't know. you ever thought about that? Like, to me, that just doesn't really make sense. Like, if you're not a resident anymore, you had your tag when you were here, but you're not here anymore. How can that? Minnesota, they uh, their their uh, laws are different. Uh, they don't do like North Dakota's lottery, Montana, South Dakota. A lot of those different places are lottery zones. Where Minnesota, anybody you can be in California and you can come in and buy a tag. It's over the counter. They want their um, Minnesota. Their deer season is one of their biggest revenues that they can have in their state. So, so what? The one thing that I always find kind of weird about minnesota and you know a lot more of the more about it than i do because you actually hunt over there how do they differentiate uh like what your your shotgun zones and your rifle zones it's easy to to decipher which one it is it's the interstate shotguns on the east or i'm sorry shotguns on the west um uh rifles on the east and from over the years that i've been hunting over there and I'm sure there's a lot of Minnesota hunters on here that are listening to this, but it's the trees and the population. Wherever the more the population is, that's where they don't have as many. They don't want the shot. They don't want the rifles. Can you imagine so. like going on a on a Sunday stroll, and all of a sudden your you know your buddy gets shot with like a 300 wind mag or something, <laughs> and they, oh well, another one bites the dust, I guess. Yeah. Well, Minnesota's crazy like that. There's a lot of a lot of punters in Minnesota. I bet that's happened before, where 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 people have caught in a a stray bullet, and well, when it's time, it's time. Uh, one of my uh, my secretaries many years ago that worked for the company that I work with lost her brother in Lisbon in due to, due to a hunting incident. Yep, one of his own uh, members at their party. Uh, really, deer ran between them, and he. He took oh. a bullet. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, another one. Yeah, that was funny, Nick. Good one, idiot. <laughs> it happens, though. It really does. Uh, and that's one of the biggest things is when you learn your hunter safety is you to, you know your target. And, you know, we used to, you know, when I when I was younger, uh, and I, you know, I'm not that, not that old, but when I was a lot younger and I first started hunting, my, that's what we did is we drove. We, we did party drives, and you would put one guy on a post, and everybody would just walk. We uh, don't do that anymore. Now we sit. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's Papa Josh's role if he ever goes. It doesn't matter what you're hunting. If you're pheasant hunting, he's going to watch the truck. And you actually, you, you're the reason that we know about that. Because didn't that actually happen or something similar to that when you were with him? Or were you not there? Somebody was pheasant hunting with them and they got out and they were going to go walk. And dad stopped like, I don't know, 50 yards away from the truck. And they're like, oh, well, Josh, what are you doing? I'm going to stand here. <laughs> Like, what do you mean you're gonna stand here? You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stand here. No, I never heard about that one. That's pretty funny though. But that's you see it, one. like that. That's oh yeah, yeah. That's my dad. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's him. Or he's making a fire in the woods. He's doing something. Always outdoors. Um, but with so bow hunting, rifle hunting for deer, obviously. 
And muzzleloader. And muzzleloader. Yeah, so was, you, you brought up the uh, the zones in Minnesota, shotgun and um, uh, rifle. Those, I hunt two different zones. I've got a place in uh, central Minnesota that I go to that is gun, and then I got a place that my favorite farmstead that I hunt is uh, shotgun zone, so I use a muzzleloader. So I've, I've actually harvested uh, quite a few deer with my muzzleloader, um, bow, and rifle. I Almost a third of everything, so... So out of those three, you got your shotgun, rifle, muzzleloader for Minnesota. What do you prefer? Muzzleloader. You muzzleloader all I the way. I love my muzzleloader. It's the smell of the uh, gunpowder when it goes off, and you get that big old smell, uh, or you got that big old pu- puff of smoke, and you only get one shot. That's all you get. So it's kind of like bow hunting. I mean, and, and anybody who does a go bow hunting, you sit there and you you got to get that deer close to you. I mean, granted, some people do take the 50, 60, 70-yard shots, but I like them when they're close. I like close combat, and that the muzzleloader is the same way for me. And you can shoot them out to 100 yards, but I like them that 50 yards or closer. That's my that's my, uh, my cup of tea. Yeah, and that, that's one thing that's nice about the area that I'm hunting in. Um, where my So I have two tree stands and three ground blinds. So no matter what the weather is, no matter what the wind is, I'm always going to have a spot that I can go out and sit. And where my tree stand is, the one that I've sat in all but one time this year, the farthest shot. I mean, granted, you've got an open field, you know, to the right. So, I mean, you could, like, all the way across the field. But the closest realistic shot that you're going to take out there is under 40 yards. And I've got my bow sighted in. I'm comfortable, very comfortable out to 40. I mean, I, I've shot at 50 and 60. 60 is the farthest I've shot, but I didn't take the time to dial it in at 60 because I, I knew that, that that's just not going to happen. So when I was when I was sighting in my bow this summer or the, this fall, I just bought it this fall. But when I was sighting that in, I I mean, I I only shot out to 60. But what do you when you sight yours in? What what is your what is your summer like with your bow? How how often do you shoot? How far do you shoot? I try to shoot at least once or twice a week. Um, if I'm going to the actual range, I'll shoot out to 100 yards um, just because when you shoot out to 100 yards and then you bring it into 20 yards, it's just it's like... It's like a magnifying glass. It, it's so much easier. It's, it's really, really makes a big difference when you're shooting out to that big that distance. I don't think I'd ever shoot a deer past 50. Um, I did try a deer out west at 80, but that, was un- that unsuccessful. Didn't, that didn't work. I, I learned my lesson. The further out they are, they drop. So you got to aim a little bit lower. And, you know, one big thing that I've learned in the in the past is when I sight my bow in, everyone always wants it, that dead center, right at that perfect 20-yard, you want to be touching arrows right in that bullseye. Well, that's great. But when you get out to that 50, 60, 70 yards, you got to remember that that deer drops. So I don't mind being an inch, inch and a half low from the bullseye. Because then when they're you're not, you're not actually going to be low. Then I'm not going to be low when they drop. It's going to fall right into play. And that was one thing that I learned um, several years back. Um, and that was after I did take that poke at the deer in 80 yards. <laughs> have you ever uh, robbed and hunted an arrow? I have. Yep. You have. How many times? Once. Once. Yep. So when I bought my new bow, I gave Caitlin, my girlfriend, my old bow. Because I wanted her to, I want her. To, I figured I wasn't going to get much for it if I were to sell it. And no. to, me, to me, it'd be more fun to have her come out and 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 shoot. And she likes shooting. 
she she enjoys it. And the first day that it was actually her bow, I went in and got the draw weight adjusted and and all that stuff, and she did it. I mean, she and and it wasn't even sighted in yet. That's what was crazy. She drew put, put a Robin Hood in there. Drew back drew back at at twenty yards and just hit it absolutely perfect. So that that those two arrows are now up on our a shelf in our living room. And every time somebody new or somebody comes over, they're like, "Hey, oh, did you do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I wish I did that." No, that wasn't me. That was Caitlin. <laughs> oh yeah. So what? Uh, what do you got coming up here? Like I said, it's, uh, it's right now. It is October eighteenth. So we got rifle season in North Dakota. It's actually starting two weeks from Friday. Correct. Yes. Um. It, actually, the funny thing is, is tonight was my uh, <clears throat> the biggest deer I've ever shot. In 2018, uh, with my bow tonight, October 18th. I'll never forget that day because I was actually looking at the pictures earlier today. They uh, gave me a notification that it came up. Uh, but tonight was the night that I shot my biggest deer ever. Um, but, yes, uh, deer season is coming up for um, gun. And I have multiple tags. I've got tags from Minnesota and North Dakota. Um, my wife and my daughter also have tags. Um, the goal is to try to hopefully get one down here in the next couple a- weeks. Aspen has a tag? Correct. Yep. Really? Yep. So all you Minnesota hunters, keep this in mind, non-resident or, or resident, doesn't matter if you are uh, uh, in the state or not, uh, 10, 11, and 12, found this out this year, 10, 11, and 12 are free. All you got to do is go in and get a registry started for them, and they give you a free tag. Kids can hunt for free from 10, 11, and 12, 13 to 18. Don't, don't correct me, or correct me if I am wrong, I think it's $10 a year. And is that, do they have their own season or are they out there when the, you're out there? The uh, 10, 11, and 12 year olds do have their own season. Um, that is a youth season. Uh, that is actually this weekend, but uh, she is not up here this weekend. She is uh, gone. So, how does that work if, if, you know, they have their own season on a weekend and they don't feel, can they hunt the then regular season? They can season? hunt the regular season just like North Dakota, correct? Except for North Dakota's uh, 12 and 13 season or 12 or 11 and 12 season, they cannot fill during the gun season. So, but Minnesota, they can. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun to have her out. I, I don't even, I don't even know that I'd be disappointed that she won't be here this weekend because now you guys would be able to hunt side by side. Yep, yep. Uh, the way the plan is to take my wife out on a gun opener for North Dakota. Um, she has a doe tag. Um, not saying that it's a chip in the bucket, but uh, the land that I have, it's, has, it's kind of a chip in the bucket. I've, I've seen yeah. your trail cam pictures. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got some good areas. I'm definitely holding out. There's a couple of them that I'm waiting on, but. Um, and then my daughter will be coming out the following day and we'll be trying her to see what we can do and get her her very first deer. So that tag, is it doe or buck or is it? You have to follow the state regulations for each zone. So depending on where you're at, if you're in a lottery, intensive harvest, um, hunter's choice, you got to follow whatever their zone is. So what is hers? It depends on where we're hunting. If we're hunting out my uh, 40 acres that I have in central Minnesota that I hunt, or if we're hunting the farmstead south of uh, where I live, uh, then that would be lottery, or she can shoot a doe out there. So, How old is she? She's 11. She's 11. So she's she's hopefully going to get her first deer at 11 years old, and I got my first deer when I was 21. That's and awesome. And that's how Minnesota gets you hooked, because then they charge you the $10 until you're 18, and then when you're 18... Then they charge you your uh, full amount, which is two hundred dollars, and you're hooked for life. Because deer camp is there's nothing like deer camp, nothing coming home to hang out with dad and eating chili and swapping stories and staying up late and 
There's, there's nothing like it. I agree. Deer camp is a fun time of year. Yes. So, you got anything? First time podcaster, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, very good. You're you're a natural. Oh, I try. You got any anything to close out with? No. Uh, this is uh, hopefully to be doing some more videos with uh, you, Nick, and you know, we'll see where the season brings us. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this time. Until next time, we'll get back to you.